As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of the Critical Hit Podcast is brought to you by Comixology, the leading digital comics distributor. Check out the Comics by Comixology app at your nearest app store and read comics on your iPhone, your iPad, your Kindle Fire, your Android device, or on the web. Buy once, read anywhere with Comixology. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So glad that you could join us this week. You let's just get right to some to some action. Let's let's talk about uh, what happens next. Apparently, we're all down at the bomb bolt, or whatever it's called. Uh, bomb bolt. Not everyone. Oh, okay. Well, I know Orem is, and he's mm-hmm. he's eager to go. Which right. means Stephen realizes that everyone that matters to him is already there. <laughs> right. Yes. All one right. of them. Yes. Well, you you got the four guys up top, and mm-hmm. Randus there at the controls. Yeah. Uh, Randus and uh, Orem have been in there for the past several hours prepping. Um, and then, you know, you guys basically hear the other guys climbing on, but there's no re- not really too much of a way for you guys to see them. The- this thing does have windows. Can they hear us? Um, maybe, if you yell. Is there any? There's no way to communicate with them up top? No. Okay. Would those of us who are up top know who's in there? Yes, you would have been told. Bong, bong, bong. Hey, guys! Oh, he really shouldn't uh, do that. <laughs> Probably Please not. don't be hitting the equipment. You have to say it louder. <laughs> Please what? don't hit the equipment. <laughs> I can't hear you over the equipment. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Must be Torque and Glaw up there. So... Here's how things go. Um, the ship set off. Basically, the bomb bolt is in a carrier. Um, and that's going to go onto the forceps formation um, ship or, or the, 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 the group that's going to be in the uh, main depositing uh, formation. Um, the decoy formation is going to... They're not going to be quite at opposite ends because that would take too much travel time and there's a risk of them accidentally tripping into the uh, into the zone as they go and obviously you don't want the attack to start any earlier. Um, but for right now, um, Orem and Randus and all of the people in the bomb bolt are blind. You know, you don't, you can't see what's going on. Basically, your orders are: when the hatch is open, you gun it, 
um, for the people inside, obviously, uh, drive, drive, drive. And then once you finally get to the launching point, um, Orem needs to climb into the actual bolt with the bomb, shoot himself over the cyst, drop the bomb, and then hope that he doesn't land on anything too hard on the other side. Great. <laughs> Remind yeah, me again work. why I uh, signed up for this? <laughs> Wait, I didn't have a choice. Because you're an idiot. What's that? He's very skinny. He's, he's the lightest one. <laughs> yeah, I'm the smallest one. Yes. Yep. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. Weight considerations, it was important in the mm. effectiveness. Are you sure this is going to work? One way to find out. <laughs> All right. We will uh, <laughs> We will cut away. Um, and we'll Please. Talk, yes. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on outside of that. Um, so, huh? I said hello. Yes. Um, so let's talk about this giant, massive, never-before-seen force. Um, yes, that cat is now in charge of. <laughs> oh dear God! Um, <laughs> you, you need to you need to tuck your soul back in there. <laughs> Which one? Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> Palpatine. Yeah, that really just sounds like a uh, sugar replacement substance <laughs> um okay so this giant force is made up of the armies of what seven different gods we ended up with i think we had eight don't eight, we eight right we have the triskaidecahedron and then we have three of the other guys right um so we'll talk about each of them in turn um lol's navy um, is primarily made up of um, large uh, catamaran-style ships. Uh, if you're not familiar with a catamaran, is basically a ship um, that is um, that has two platforms and then an opening in in the center. It's sort of a, a, a way of keeping a very long ship stable. Um, or a very tall ship at times. You know, there's there's actually lots of different catamaran designs, but these are like kind of like the classic long, uh, longboat types. Very close, all things. Cause, you know, a lot of these other ships, they're very high. They're carriers. They're warships, basically. Um, but Lowell's catamarans are very close to the to the sea itself. Um, they are loaded to the gills with um, crossbow men and women all drow, basically 100%. Um, a lot of uh, ones that are clearly mages of some sort, lots of uh, staves and wands and uh, big frilly neck pieces on their cloaks that have like spiderweb <laughs> motifs on them. You know, they went and got their, their full-on regalia to uh, on the eve of battle. Um, clerics as well, obviously. Lots of clerics in these ships. Um... Along with that, a few ships, uh, or lots of ships, but in, in the grand scheme of the thing, only some of them have these horrifying half-drow, half-spider hybrids. Basically, they're like centaurs, except they have a spider body. So, driders? Uh, driders, correct. Um, they appear to not be carrying anything, so they're... Uh, role in this is not entirely clear at this point. Um, 
aside from that, there are also giant spiders, like spiders that are almost the size of each of uh, of those ships um, that are just skimming along the Astral Sea. They just kind of twitch their legs and it propels them, you know, at like 60 miles an hour. Just... Cool. As they go. Um, the coldness and... Uh, radiantness of the Astral Sea does not seem to be making them explode that much. <laughs> if at all. Um, Tiamat's navy is hardly a navy. Um, it is... There are a few ships which have been basically added as a complement to Lol's ships. Um, but primarily it is a lot of horrifying dragon-headed serpents that are floating around, gnashing at things, um, but seem to at least be intelligent enough to not start eating anything until they're told. (laughs) Um, Along with that, there are a couple hundred dragons. um, Blue, white, red, black, and green dragons. Your standard evil-style chromatic dragons. um, Flying around... um, also gnashing and things like that, but every once in a while pulling up next to each other and chatting, you know, before the battle. Um, that guy looks tasty. I yes. think that one looks a little better. Oh, can you believe it? Can't believe we have to be attached to the drow. Those guys suck. <laughs> um, uh, Bahamut's Navy, the second largest ship-wise, but certainly the one with the largest ships um is uh composed of um large rectangular ships that are meant to carry you know wizards archers you know your kind of uh ranged attackers um as well as smaller kind of dagger shape ships that are meant to be able to whip around and either transport troops or just serve as uh landing platforms usually although who knows if that's going to be what they're doing now um, they have mostly melee-type uh, warriors on them. Um, there are carriers, and the carriers have all of these uh, perches for drakes, basically for those uh, dragon-like creatures. They're not very—they're not as big as dragons. They're just large. Um, although there are probably some large dragons also flying around, um, but they have two legs instead of four, and they. Uh, have a pair of wings that are more shaped like a bat than, you know, your standard dragon that has, like, four cat-like legs and, uh, um, and the big bat wings or whatever. Um, along with this are is a full uh, echelon of golden angels that are kind of uh, floating, you know, have their wings open and are just floating along in a procession, and right at the middle of that procession is Bahamut himself um, in his human guise, just kind of flying along with them. Um, No weapons or uh, shield or anything like that, just, you know, long blue cape flowing in the wind. If you'll recall, Bahamut is, uh, as as a human, appears as a tall, strapping man with... uh, just eyes that glow and incredibly intense, you know, from wherever you are, except maybe for you guys because you're inside a ship. You know, you can see them just like burning into the universe <laughs> um, as he as he flies. 
um, Melora's navy um, is uh, composed of some ships that are fairly regular, um, kind of your junk style ships, you know, with those uh, big uh, ribbed um, sails. Uh, fairly small in general. A lot of them have a lot of plants just randomly growing out of them. They look like flower pots, basically, like overgrown. If you've ever seen like a spider plant, the way that those grow, um, and they just kind of bud more and more and more. Yep. Um, that's kind of what those look like. Um, along with that are a lot of very large birds, like human to dragon-sized birds, human to dragon-sized manta rays, and they're just flying around in in a circular pattern above the ships. Um, before the f- before any sort of uh, fighting begins, you do see Melora among her troops, and she flies up to the sky, disappears, and then this roiling cloud begins to um, encompass everything. And basically, as the ships move forward, this cloud just leads just slightly ahead. Um, and it seems like the, you know, the, f- the fleets are just calling or, or moving forward and dragging a storm uh, along with them. Um, Arathis's navy are mostly large platform-style ships. They have... Uh, ballistas, catapults, mostly large mechanical implements to tear things up, uh, courtesy of Agrippa Industries. Um, A few crystal cannons and things like that, and also a lot of disparate battleships. I mean, it's pretty clear that every priest of Arathis has people they know, and they just called in every favor they had. You have big battleships, tiny smuggler ships, just this ragtag motley crew of <laughs> ships. Um, Is that a Corellian T-160? Pretty much. Um, and some, they got Longbeard Jackson. I was going to ask if Longbeard Jackson was uh, on account, the... Uh, you know, maybe if you held... if Back when it was together, if you had held on to the Triskelion long enough, uh, <laughs> Longbeard Jackson would be here. Oh, okay. Man, just think if... Claw had gotten a hold on to oh, the Triskelion we, for a little we, while. We wouldn't be here right now. We would be dealing with whatever oh, that God. was. Um, I think we made the right call. Eh. Why is the Earth made of cheese? You, uh, you do... Mm. Uh, it, Arathis can be spotted with her fleet, and again, as, as you approach, she turns into a bluish-white mist that just uh, sinks into the Astral Sea and disappears. Um, Coralon's navy are uh, mostly your uh, trireme-style ships. Um, your basically your uh, flat longboat types, um, also full of archers, sword fighters, mages, um, a lot of elves, a lot of eladrin, plenty of humans, um, and lots of mages that are already flying that have you know taken to the air and are either riding around on clouds or being led by their staves and and, and things like that. Um, And uh, to a loud cheering roar, you do spot Coralon himself on a ship. And uh, he, you know, just kind of uh, 
makes wide sweeping motions and, and creates uh, beautiful flowers that then uh, fall onto the astral sea and crackle awesomely as he uh, basically stands on the, uh, what do you call that big long pointy thing at the front of the ship? Mast? No, wait, no, that's the big the thing. Prow, the maybe. prow, maybe. Basically standing on that thing of the ship that he's on. The figurehead. Yeah. Um, that thingy. He is, you know, unlike Bahamut, who is probably way bigger than an actual human right now, Corallon appears to be just regular sized. We ain't nautical folk. Yep, we certainly ain't. Um, did I miss anyone? Grumsh? Right, Grumsh's army. Um, uh, we are Grumsh's army. Oh, way, oh. Yep. Way, oh. Large, blunt, ramming vessels. Just basically boxes with spikes built into them is what uh, Grumsh's army is largely uh, composed of on the water. Uh, They also have lots of catapults and and things like that. Um, Much more rudimentary than Erathus's piloted. uh, Lots of orcs, plenty of humans, a few goblins, some gnolls, you know, that sort of uh, general monstrous humanoid complement on the water or on the astral sea itself. Above it, there's just this horrendous cloud of screeching demons. Anything from, you know, tiny bird-sized demons to enormous, you know, dragon-sized demons uh, spewing fire and flying around and being nasty um, and being barely kept under control. What are you, uh... You, you. I'm trying to figure out what the demon equivalent of an imp was. Um, a mephit, maybe? That maybe. sounds right. A daggit. Yes. <laughs> no. Not That'd a be the... Yes. Demon equivalent of a Norbert. Yes. <laughs> You're a Norbert. Right. Is that everyone, it sounds like? Um, um, uh, Raven we Queen? Loth, we got... Yes. The uh, Raven Queen. Um... L- fairly large blocky ships um but perhaps most impressively those ships are um flanked they're just rows and rows and rows of ghosts um the ships do seem to have plenty of humans dwarves uh dragonborn and a lot of shadarkai but shadarkai are rare to begin with so it's not like i mean you're probably seeing more shadarkai now than you will ever see in your life um but uh, there aren't a lot of them to go around anyway. Um, and it seems that, you know, and a lot of the ghosts are just walking along the Astral Sea. So they appear to be foot soldiers since they're some of the few critters that can actually set their feet on the sea. Um, there's also a roiling mist that accompanies them, which is probably how they're doing it without exploding. Because even. You know, unless you have a pretty massive uh, resistance, you can't just walk around on the Astral Sea. Is that everyone now? Let's say yes. Got the three bad guys. Got Bahamut. We got Coralon. We got Coralon. We did Melora and and the Raven Queen. Queen. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's everybody. Vecna in my hand. Yep. Yep. And and Sir not appearing in this picture. (laughs) Damn you, Asmodeus. (laughs) That's your one. That is my one. <laughs> so we'll cut to the uh, bridge of the Storm Tamer, basically the the central command center of this whole assault. Um, 
It is a long carrier, and rising up from it is an actual large uh, kind of a um, disc-like structure with lots of windows uh, that you can easily see out of. Um, and it is a two-tiered thing. On the first tier is the captain, his uh, first mate, and the people that need to be there to actually physically control the ship. On the second tier is the command for the fleets. Um, they have installed something that was coupled together recently and seems to be working pretty well, a take on the um, on those uh, druid pools for communication, except they're smaller and allow you to talk to multiple places at once, you know, kind of uh, move it around if you're, if you're properly trained on them. And at the very top seat um, is a, a, a chair for Commander Ket. Um, to his right um, on sensors, which there are plenty of, um, the Lantern Archons are constantly, and those guys are like floating around all over the battlefield, constantly feeding information back to a scroll held by uh, Bao Belbina. And to his left, uh, working the communication array and making sure that everything's flowing smoothly to the other ships is uh, uh, someone that Ket only uh, recently ju- just met, but who comes highly uh, decorated, Sir Brenzen the Bold. Ah. And uh, the you know the doors open, Ket walks out, everybody stands up. Commander on deck. Uh, salute. Like like a. Not a, not a, a relaxed salute. I'm not terribly good at it. Right. Yeah, not practiced. Just kind of like, oh, hand to face. Okay, Kay. moving on. Flap. Everybody uh, turns around, sits down, and kind of uh, awaits orders. Um, Belbina does stand up, walks over to you. You ready for this? Sure. Great. Uh, this is uh, Sir Brenzen <laughs> the Bold. He'll be uh, our central communication liaison with the rest of the uh, fleet. Ah. Sir Brenson? I believe I've heard a lot about you. You were with uh, Randis and Orem, weren't you? Indeed I was. None of what you heard was good, was it? I don't like to categorize things (laughs) that Orem says as good or bad. They simply are. (laughs) I think I'll like you. Think of it as an elephant, my friend. Okay. Oh, well. Uh, I'll explain later. Okay. I'll go to my chair. Okay. Everybody goes back to their stations. And I'll uh, turn to Balbalbina and be like, all right, do we, is everyone ready to go? Yes. Everybody is in position. Or rather, we are getting into position. Um, but once we hit the event, or not the event horizon, but the edge of the uh, god monster perimeter, uh, it'll be on, and we are minutes away from it. Sir Brenson is going to Riker it. You remember how Riker used to lean over Data's shoulder with one foot up on that extremely delicate equipment in a way that he never should have stood? Yes. <laughs> That's what Brenson is going to do. Sounds awesome. I'm guessing also if you ever sit, you are like... Leaning Leading. to one side and have a hand on your chin, <laughs> possibly stroking it. Hmm. Mm. Your chin. 
I don't think Kep that he can't beam down to this planet. I don't. I don't know if we should do this. Uh, just a reminder to everyone: I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Brenzen in a bag right there, Pretty man. Much. Game over. Let's go home. Yep. Thanks well, for calling, Hoax. Yeah. Couple minutes. We'll see you on top five. Let's go ahead and open the Vecna book. Okay, pages, you envelope. Crack open the envelope, and there's a <laughs> bit of bit of nastiness as you do. Um, scary evil god of secrets. We gotta have a little bit of that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, pull out, and as you reach in, although it felt heavier before, as you pull it out, it's just a single sheet of paper, and it has a number of what appear to be coordinates and no further explanation. Um, As you begin to try and look through and figure out what they are, Mm -hmm. um, you feel this tension in the room all of a sudden uh, and immediately afterwards you hear Belbina say, something's wrong, at which point you feel something just wash over you um and it doesn't take long to realize that the cyst has pulsed and the field of monsters has extended um essentially you know extending the amount of uh distance that you'll have to go by miles and catching everybody unaware and not a split second afterwards after you feel that all of a sudden boom monsters everywhere horrendous monstrous aberrations just pouring out of the sky giant uh um kind of a bone uh, structures just uh, appear out of nowhere and fall onto the astral sea and on top of them are just hordes of little monstrosities that can't fly or swim and are just kind of uh, paddling them along towards the fleet. The fleet is caught completely unaware, although, you know, a lot of them are just giant horrible monsters that are always itching for a fight anyway. So, you know, for the demons, this isn't such a big of a deal. The humanoids, the, the more, you know, standard humanoids are having a bit of a problem with this. But yes, it is on. Um, it's a holy crap moment to end all holy crap. Yep. Um, you know, immediately I'm resisting the urge to yell shields up. Um, <laughs> immediately, like, there's monsters on the glass of the, the Storm Tamer, you know, beating at it, and, you know, pretty soon a some hound, yeah, I guess I forgot to mention the hound or archons, fly in and like bat those away to clear your view. If you'll recall, the hound archons are big muscular humanoids with dog heads, and they are right. usually hounds. Right. Um, Basset. Not, not necessarily Basset hounds. Mastiff. Yeah, more your <laughs> There mastiffs. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, it is time to not die... And try to get the bomb bolt at least halfway to the place where it was supposed to go. <sighs> where we have ourselves in our hands a here. Skills challenge. Correct. I hate you. Woo-hoo! As well, you should. I am correct. Well, who's challenging this skills challenge? <laughs> the skill challenge will be played by Ket, Sir Brenzen the Bold. Um. Balbina, who actually won't be physically doing anything, but you know she's there, or you know she's doing stuff in the story. You know, feel free to incorporate her into your descriptions as you see fit. Um, the um, ship that has the bomb bolt in it is immediately damaged, and the doors open. So 
you have to go. So it would also be played by Orem and Randis as they try to steer this thing through the fleet and then the rest of the way. Wow. I know which ship they were on? Yeah. Okay. You can, you can, you can communicate with them as well. Oh, good. Um, and probably seeing the bomb bolt just eject out into the yes. stratosphere Oops. is probably... <laughs> it, doesn't fly, it doesn't fly too high. Oh, okay. It just flies maybe at most 10 feet above oh, the okay. astral sea. So as you see it fly out into the troposphere. Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can actually <laughs> see like the ship could have like tilted up and the bumble flies out but eventually it does arc down and hits the astral sea, probably leaving awesome trails of uh, nice astral energy in their wake. Splashing on some of the awesome. monsters, destroying them instantly. Yes. <laughs> and Fortunately, the ship or, I'm on is part of which navy? Um Oh <laughs> The we'll Kiss see. Army. This man's army. Well, it, it, I'll leave that up to you. Which one would you rather be on? Because, you know, having your... You know, you never know how intelligent the, the monsters are. Presumably, you could have wanted to trick them by putting your command ship on the place where your bomb wasn't. Or you could have just been with that group. So, it's it's the same either way for me. <laughs> so, what would you prefer? I mean, you could put it in the other one just so you can... Um, basically relate different things and have a point, you know, st- story-wise, have a point of view on the other group. Um, well, I figured the sh- the command ship and the bomb bolt were in, in the, the command same ship one. was in the 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 distraction forces because that's where sure. everything was going. To, the the commands were actually going to be needed. I just right. needed to tell them go. Right, and then the bomb bolt was in the delivery forces, obviously. Mm-hmm. Which okay, so yeah, then you're in the opposite one from them. All go. right, everybody have the right character sheet in their hands? Yeah. Not I have the left one. Mm-hmm. Figure, figure out how I'm going to use history in this skills challenge. <laughs> oh, this one, this one will actually be easy. How do we use history? history? Yep. Remember the last Add time we text. did this and we all died horribly? Yep. Remember all the stuff that we've tried that hasn't worked? Let's not do that. Yep. Okay. Let's keep doing it. So... Um, if you're, uh, if you at home, and of course you guys, uh, if you're looking at this picture, um, you will note that usually skill challenges, uh, you lose a skill challenge at three failures. Um, this is Vecna's gift to you is those coordinates are leeway. They are places <coughs> that Ket can move things into to cause things to function in such a way that you don't horribly die in three turns. Yay! But he can't he's do that much for you, as you could horribly die in four. Yay! Right. And he's lost a hand and eye and his entire head. Yep. Roll initiative! Remember that Randus and Orem are getting a bonus from his magic helmet. Oh yeah, what is that? My plus one? I think one, it's just a plus it? one, isn't it? So he does have a sword and magic helmet, eh? Yes. Sword and magic helmet! Brenton has a plus one to his diplomacy if he ever rolls it. Mm. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Brenton also... <laughs> Awesome. Where the hell Great is initiative on these new style sheets? Uh, bottom left. Thank you. Ah, oh, the part that says initiative. I probably missed it. What with it being clearly labeled at all? Yep. All right. So, Orem. 22. That's what the plus yeah. one. Cat. Six. Friend. Good. Good. That's with the roll of one. Totally uh, caught totally unawares. Randis. 22. Nice. With the so, 22 one. slow. I'm going to guess. Most likely. And Sir Brenzen. 18. 
That's a lot. Okay. So, <sighs> once again, the the main I the, the the main goal here is get the bumbled to where it's supposed to go. Um Ket has access to the whole fleet. Sir Brenson has specifically access to his communication array and of course uh, all the other things that come with being a paladin, what with, you know, divine magic and all that other stuff. Um, obviously, um, Randus and Orem are in the bomb bolt. And are there are windows in the front of this? Right yeah, okay. you guys can, you guys can physically see where you're going, and Randus has also built some displays okay. uh, that, that tell you other things. So if you want to, you know, quote the Elasma levels and things like that, then hey. you, can, you can certainly <laughs> do that. Um, at, so yeah, basically the point is get the bomb bolt as as far into the uh, god monster perimeter as possible, if at all possible, into the actual launching range. That, however, seems unlikely. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, mostly the bomb bolt is going to be navigating through the fleet. So, uh, at least for now, so the warriors on the back. Uh, are likely to be thrown oh, off, as, and and furthermore, um, would pretty much would would not really be able to maneuver, as there are going to be as many friendly troops trying to cover the bomb bolt as there are enemy troops. So, uh, top of the round, Sir Brinson, did you hear me talk about what Sir Brinson had access to? No. Okay, Sir Brinson has I heard access you say, to get the bomb bolt. Sir Brenton is in charge of communications, times. so um, Ket is in charge of the whole fleet, but you're the one communicating with everybody as well, or okay. primarily. Um, also, there's you know your divine magic and any other thing that you can think of. Um, and here we am go. Orem. Can I cast things outside the ship? So if I were to use, like, prestidigitation or something to throw off sparks and things to... Yeah, as long as it's not a beam... Okay. Um, yeah, it's just like yeah, fireworks. You can, you it's can just like generate some stuff. flash bangs outside. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. Arcana. Arcana. Go for it. That would be a twenty-eight. That's a success. Next up, Randus. <laughs> All right. How about a uh, perception to feel the ship and uh, basically to help guide it better? Sounds fastest, good to me. Quicker, faster, more. That'll be a 22. Ooh, that's a success. Yay! Off to not crap start. (laughs) So yes, the Bumble jumps out of its carrier and just starts speeding along. Um, As it does, some monsters fall onto it and are immediately sort of scattered away as some flashbangs, just flashbangs, just right outside of it. Um... At which point, uh, Randus, because, you know, he hadn't fully gotten into it, finishes his uh, neural interface with the ship and is now way totally in full control, man. <laughs> Sir Brenzen the Bold. That's my yes. Consciousness expands. It is your go. I suddenly notice uh, an impending attacker, and I quickly use my... How am I communicating with people? Uh, through a little... Through a uh, pool of water... Okay. I use my diplomacy 
to holler at a couple of uh, Grumsh's ships to jump in the way and shield the bomb bolt from an attack that no one else has noticed yet. Because I'm awesome like that. Roll it. What up? How do you feel about 29? That's pretty good. I thought so. Um, if you, There's uh, no way you'd be able to take Have you had it. some time to look over Brenzen's sheet? Yes. Um, there are some powers that might impact skills that you have. Okay. So read over those. You know, you succeeded this time around, but you might want to use those later. Okay. Ket. I guess technically it was one higher. You factor in Ket's bonus to diplomacy there on uh, Brenzen? Um, no, was it a plus one? Yeah. Yep. It's, so it's a 30. Nice. That's <laughs> uh, a success. What? <laughs> it's it's yes, the window. You got to hit yes. the window. <laughs> Ket. I swear I'm going to do that one of these days. Commander Ket. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of alarms, a lot of archons yelling, we're under attack. Insight. Uh, partially to figure out where the god monsters are going. Mm-hmm. Partially to figure out or parse through who needs to actually... Uh, be paid attention sure. to take, first. Take stock of the situation. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. 24. Nice. Okay. That's a success. Ooh, you guys are doing well. Thanks. Shut Thanks up. Jinxing it. <laughs> um, he did it on purpose, that yes. jerk. It doesn't count when I do it. <laughs> you guys you guys have to jinx yourselves. Um, so, yes. Um, before Ket can react... Um, Sir Brenzen is already on his console and basically um, calls for two of Grumsh's ships to get in front of the bumbolt um, as this wave of monsters is coming toward them. It breaks the wave as basically because the ships are like big flat things in front that actually taper down on the back, the bumbolt actually speeds onto them and just kind of launches itself into the air off of one of them. Orem. So because of this launch and because uh, it appears that Randus is still coming online, Mm -hmm. the ship's rocking back and forth and I've got to keep my hands on some controls, so I'm going to bet I'm going to have to use my acrobatics to manage all of the the things as we shift and dive and tumble and roll. Twenty. Ooh, that is a failure. (laughs) Would you like to spend an action point? I think at this point I better spend an action point and roll that sucker again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's a 30 right there. It was there. hiding. <laughs> okay. So I slipped a little bit. There must have been some of Glaw's water drippings on the floor, <laughs> and I slipped the first time. Some, some of Glaw's glork. Yes. If you will. Okay. Um, as you... <laughs> so yes, Orem jumps up, kicks on the uh, That's why he couldn't see it. ancillary stabilizers yes. and the ship rights itself as it comes back down and uh, continues its glider along the astral sea. As you do this from the bolt itself you hear that the bomb is starting to make noise. It's Uh-oh. basically starting to go whoop whoop okay Randus okay Okay, how about uh, using my Akarna to basically, as a wave of big nasties are coming, to basically bank the ship, vent some elasma in him to, you know, basically disrupt him and then put it back on course and keep going. Awesome. Using your what? Arcana. Oh, I thought you said Arcana. I'm confused. That 20. Yay! 
Wow. Wow. We really did switch roles. Yep. <laughs> nice. Randa's bringing it when it counts. So, yes, that happens. <laughs> Rawr, monsters, bank. Ah, our horrible faces. <laughs> zap, zap. <laughs> Brenzen. Hmm. And Randis does some awesomeness. Yes. <laughs> and awesome, which is awesome. I was looking at this stuff that you hinted at earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I may want to cast a benediction. Okay. On Randis. <laughs> oh, Randis might be too far for you to cast a benediction on him. I want to cast it on Randis. <sighs> Fine. I'm going to allow this. <laughs> Is there? Well, there might he, be. He casts it through the communication station. Sure. There you go. Through the communication station. This is a one-time thing. If you guys ever quote this as president, I will murder you. <laughs> Acknowledged. <laughs> and I use my new awesome benediction, magical source, mystic force. He uses Magnus coordinates to make it happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, let me let me read what benediction does. Is that, that, is that a utility power? It is an encounter power. Quick prayer grants vigor and strength to a comrade in battle. Okay. Camaraderie. Besides the skills challenge, I'm challenging my skills. <laughs> yep. Shall uh, I roll it? Um, you know what? You're not going to let me do it, are you? Uh, I am going to let you do it. In the sense that I will let you try to bless Randus with your awesome, uh, what what did, you, what did you say it was? What was the the, the the benediction? The benediction. What was it called? Or what was the the actual phrase? Magical source, mystic force. Yes, magical source, mystic force. Um, you don't have to spend the power because that's not how the power works. Um, right. And you can roll religion to do this. And and Randus and yes, do. yes, and I'll be your check. And Randus will be blessed. Twenty-five. That's a success. I don't get a cat bonus, do I? Um, is religion? No. Okay. I only grant bonuses on diplomacy. Yep. I can let you re-roll a bluff diplomacy or intimidate if you fail. Ooh, I'm gonna intimidate Randus. <laughs> Why? Oh, I'm sorry. You don't do this. I'm gonna punch you in the face, Randus. Cat. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to be activating beguiling tongue okay. or a plus five to my diplomacy, and I'm going to start commanding ships into those coordinates that Vecna has given me. Uh, B six. Ah, you sunk my battle monstrosity. I didn't need the diplomacy bonus. Um. Thirty-seven, nice. <laughs> wow, you guys are bringing it. Okay, we took that extra step because we knew we were going to face the god monsters. That's what <laughs> happens when you get on the paragon path. Yeah, and and grow a Riker beard. Yep. Orum <laughs> possibly could win this right here and right now. Or this is where, or, or this is the beginning of the downward slide. Or, or, what did uh, you yes. use? Diplomacy. I use diplomacy. Yeah. Well, I can't use that now. 
Um, Would you have any? Like you're any good yeah, yeah, yeah. at that? Use your arcana. Your yep, I'm going to use my arcana again one more time to throw off some more flash bombs. Looks like there's a big monster thing. Nah, coming you already right did flash bombs. Oh, okay, then uh, I'm going to use my uh, what's the whisper? The oh, ghost sound. Ghost sound to create a, a monster whisper. screech of some. What's the what's the most powerful? Trask. Army, a trask. There you go. <laughs> trask sound to in, to uh, scare them off. Okay. Ooh, probably not. Uh, that would be a twenty-six, five, twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five will do it. There we go. Nice. You won the thing. That was yummy. Good job, guys. Only had one failure on that. That's good. All right. So despite the um. Wave of uh, monsters um, killing Matthew, apparently. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Our plan is to disconnect Torque from the Matrix. <laughs> that is their strong point. Yes. They will crumble thereafter without the Torque. Yep. <laughs> He's back. Hi, how are you? Okay. So, um... Yeah, basically, there are bombs, explosions, ships just uh, try to get themselves into position. Um, dragons, <laughs> demons, and angels flying around in the sky, like in that one commander deck. <laughs> um, serpents flying around, chomping at things. Totally and, wolf 359ing it here. Yes, and just uh, scores and scores of monsters just pouring out of nowhere. Um, as you are going, and and the bumble clears the fleet and gets just a solid patch of things where either the monsters are too slow to do anything about it, or they're just you just hit hit a clean path. Um, you know, in the in the fight behind you, you see the gods actually get themselves into position. Um, Bahamut, before everybody just kind of crowds around and does their thing, gets a couple of clearing blasts in. Um, he extends his arms and grows and grows and grows into the... Kind of. Into... Um, and as he grows, he changes and basically becomes this just gigantic, enormous, um, humanoid, very humanoid dragon, um long neck it seems to be made entirely out of platinum um just has all these like big armor plates on it um and just spouts out this white brilliant energy that just sears just um clears path through the monsters pretty easily um his uh instead of having big bat wings he actually has uh three pairs of big angel wings um nice. As his and as this happens, you know his angels just kind of fly into battle. Um, you can or Ket can now see that. I mean, there's, you know, you you guys succeeded in that skill challenge, but your the the fleet is starting to get decimated. There's no way that this assault can be maintained. I mean, if this was like, if the plan had been to fight these monsters all the way in, there's no way it could have happened. But you can tell that there's something that's fixing the ships. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Mm-hmm. If they're not destroyed in one hit, you know, if they're just kind of damaged enough that they start to sink, something comes up and fixes them, and that's probably Arathis running around. Um, the storm just 
there's just lightning bolts that just, you know, just kind of work their way, electrocuting, you know, a couple hundred monsters a shot um, from Melora. And uh, you see Corallon just kind of swinging around his, uh, swinging his sword around. And whenever he swings his sword, um, a um, sort of conical... Um, path of monsters get chopped in half and he basically goes ha 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 and jumps to another ship and goes ha 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 and at some point actually starts <laughs> running from one fleet to the other hacking monsters <laughs> as he goes ha 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 so Coralon is basically Sun Goku <laughs> pretty much <laughs> has he gone Super Saiyan yet well he's I blonde so oh, nice this is awesome I'm picturing this in my head good this is freaky awesome dude <laughs> so that's the good news oh, here's crap. here's the bad news um the bomb begins to pulse faster and faster and as the bomb bolt continues to fly forward um you can feel the cyst contract violently and then expand and something comes out of it oh dear <laughs> hey so here's here's what it is. Um, so yeah, picture a small child. This is this is going to be a complex image, so I need you guys to uh, to follow along with me here. Okay. So I need you first to picture um, something roughly the shape of a sunflower seed or a pumpkin seed. You mm-hmm. know that kind of wide teardrop. in the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. teardrop shaped, and that same kind of. Uh, uh, volume to it. Okay. Um, so take that image and put it aside. Okay. Now I need you to picture a magnificent Gothic cathedral. Okay. Okay. Flying buttresses, rosette windows, nothing iconic, no angels or gargoyles or anything on it. Um, if you need to replace that with something, do runes, you know, crazy lunar runes and uh, things like that. Um, uh, except. You take all the rosette windows, which there are lots of, and replace them with eyeballs. Human oh. eyeballs that are oh. looking around <laughs> all over the place, okay? Ah. Then you, you take your cathedral and you wrap it around the sunflower seed all 360 degrees on it so that you have this um, fully 3D structure of a mm-hmm. cathedral-like monstrosity, the flying buttresses connecting on both sides with each other, forming this weird rib cage. Yeah. Um, and all the all the places where there would be windows, there's just eyes that are searching all over the place. <laughs> As this thing appears, and it is colossal, it is enormous, and you and the bumbled is heading right for it, because it is right in front of you. Um, As this thing appears, you know, you absolutely know, it's like it has always been here, and like you've always known, this thing is she who slumbers in agony. <laughs> one of the greater void gods. One of the things that defines nothingness by its very existence. Um, the as it appears, um, the eyes are wildly moving around, and then all that can in general move in that direction because you know there's eyes all over the place focus on one area of the battlefield and a 
like almost almost a mile diameter circle just pfft, evaporates um ships people void godlings dragons demons whatever was right there just ceases to exist uh poofs into nothingness um the uh immediately everything starts to it, you know in the battlefield starts to tilt out of balance as it continues to move forward um it does it one more and this happens almost immediately it does it one more time this time it actually mostly gets its own critters as it appears to be searching around for something looks gets you know maybe a couple hundred demons that are flying around and uh, you know a couple thousand void monstrosities and they just poof um and as it continues to move forward um suddenly it becomes very clear what it is she's looking for she's looking for whatever is commanding this fleet as she focuses herself right on the storm tamer and it just disintegrates god damn it <laughs> At this point, Bahamut finally manages to clear himself of whatever he's fighting, and he just meteorically flies at her, strikes her on the side, and barely tilts her. Wow. And just begins to tear at it. And, you know, chunks of stone are just flying out. Um, uh, she begins to give him her full attention, and then chunks of Bahamut start falling out and disintegrating oh you know gosh. he doesn't blow up immediately like everything else but it's pretty clear that she is just basically it's like it's kind of like she only has one really uh poorly um uncoordinated hand and he's made out of tissue paper so she manages to get a hold of something and tear it off little piece of something else and tear it off you know can't quite do it consistently he does seem to be regenerating just not quite fast enough um and as it does the as this happens the um bomb starts pulsing just boom 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 and she begins to draw her focus towards the bomb bolt um and as this happens um something appears in the sky just um those people that are still able to see this which is probably none of the party at this point um <laughs> recognize it as the leader of Grumsh's army Cherka who is just flying in the sky and yells out finally a battle worthy of our lord Grumish at which point a big chunk of Melora's cloud turns <laughs> black and red and just spirals down and just lands right on uh she who slumbers in agony as this giant cyclopic monstrosity um, forms itself out of it. And basically, Bahamut and Grumsh are just beating into it as hard as they can. You know, Bahamut is just not holding back, just launching a constant blast of holy energy right into one of her eyeball sockets, which is actually finally burnt out at this point. And Grumsh is just going freaking nuts as the bumble just flies right under her. Oh my god. Oh, and I can just see Warm going, holy crap. Yep. However, you're not there yet. As this happens, this second swarm of monsters just appears and swarms the bumble. Holy crap. 
I think that's a place where we're going to have to stop that's it this a week, ladies. Terrible and place to take a break. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is called building suspense and squeezing more one, one more week Dude, out of this. I don't have to wait a week, and I don't want to break. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> No, that's a good cliffhanger moment. Oh, oh my gosh, that Rodrigo! No. All right. When yeah, Grumish showed up, I wanted to cheer and clap. Minutes before we find out what <laughs> Grumsh and Bahamut. Oh my god, that is awesome. That is epic. Artists out there listening, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a picture of this battle mm-hmm. by next week. I want what what Rodrigo was drinking when he conceptualized this battle. Mm-hmm. What a big I will, I will. I will tell you what it is. It is called Excedrin Migraine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. You're going to have to tune in next week to find out what happens next. And I can only imagine that this is the tip of the freaking iceberg. Mm-hmm. The website, Majorspoilers.com. The email, podcast at Majorspoilers.com. The store, Majorspoilers.com slash store. Get yourself a critical hit t-shirt. Help us out. Uh, and what else we got? Oh, if you roll a die... In the next week, let's make sure that it's a critical one, and hope that uh, that your game goes well. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Critical Hit Podcast has been sponsored by Comixology, the leading digital comics distributor. Check out the Comics by Comixology app at your nearest app store, and read comics on your iPhone, your iPad, your Kindle Fire, Android device, or on the web. Buy once, read anywhere with Comixology. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.